A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And Jesus said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and plagues. There will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, by brothers and sisters, and by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. My Thanksgiving cactus was in bloom before I left for the Holy Land on Tuesday. A lot of people mistake these for Christmas cacti, but the simple difference is that a Thanksgiving cactus blooms at Thanksgiving, rather than Christmas, although mine, as usual, is early. I pretty much neglect this plant all year, and then, much to my amazement and delight, it blooms right around Thanksgiving, ready or not. I've had a Thanksgiving cactus for 45 years. I bought my first one after I received a handmade clay pot as a gift. My first parish assignment after I was ordained was a disaster. This was not the first time that that a temple I had built collapsed, but it was pretty painful. The pastor and I were in different worlds. I lasted ten months, about nine months and twenty-seven days too long. At my farewell reception, a parishioner gave me this pot. It was a typical pot for the 70s brown clay with a face carved on the front, a bulbous nose, and deep-set eyes. It took me a moment to realize that the figure was wearing a Roman collar. This pot bore the image of the pastor. I think I put a Thanksgiving cactus in the pot because it looked like hair sticking out, and then the next year it bloomed. The plant reminded me to give thanks, even though I could see no good reason to give thanks. This reminds me of the wonderful witness of our local saint, Blessed Solanus Casey, who insists that we should always thank God 
ahead of time. St. Luke is inviting us to stand in the same place. The first two chapters of Luke's Gospel contain a counting of days that recalls the count of years from the destruction of the Temple of Jerusalem up to the restoration of the Temple. In Daniel 8 and 9, the angel Gabriel announces to Daniel that 70 weeks of years must pass before the restoration of the people of Israel. That is to say, 70 years times 7, or 490 years, a figure common in apocalyptic Jewish texts, after which the Messiah is to arrive. Luke does something interesting. He converts those years to days. If we count the days from Gabriel's Annunciation to Zechariah in the temple, Elizabeth goes into seclusion for five months. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. Mary went to visit Elizabeth and remained with her for three months. Jesus is circumcised on the eighth day and is brought to the temple on the 33rd day. The number of days is 491, 70 weeks and one day. This is Luke's cryptic way of saying the same as Daniel did. We are dealing with the end time. For Luke, the days of Jesus are the final days of history. The disciples want to know when the temple is going to collapse. Jesus points out, it's not a question of when. Every temple we construct falls down. Nothing we build lasts forever. In her book, God in Pain, Barbara Brown Taylor argues that disillusionment is a critical part of faith. She writes, Disillusionment is literally the loss of an illusion about ourselves, about the world, about God. And while it is almost always a painful thing, it's never a bad thing to lose the lies we have mistaken for the truth. Disillusioned we find that God does not conform to our expectations. We review our requirements of God and recognize them as our own fictions, things we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel safe or good or comfortable. Over and over, my disappointments draw me deeper into the mystery of God's being and doing. We are being taught how to live in the midst of collapse, The prophet Malachi assures us, But for you who fear my name, there will arise the Son of Justice with its healing rays. Jesus admonishes us, Do not be terrified. Fear shuts us down. Instead, Jesus invites us to see this as a gift. When they bring you before kings and governors, this will give you an opportunity to testify. During the pandemic, many in our communities were no longer able to gather for Mass. Parish programs had to be canceled or reimagined in a new way. But we discovered we could still connect via live stream Mass, which continues now more than two years later. I had the privilege of meeting with my weekly scripture group via Zoom for almost an entire year after I retired. Let's contemplate the end times in light of the gospel. Each day is the last, 
Each time is the end time. Each human being faces the end of the world in the span of a life, whether it reach eight minutes or eighty years. The world, its opportunities and losses, passes away for us each night. Every sunset announces a closing of a day that will never come again. Each human death is the curtain on an unrepeatable drama which, without God, amounts to a tragedy. Every generation, in some way, is the last, the termination. And each generation, like each death and every day, witnesses the signs of the end times. In these times, Jesus reminds us, you will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Earlier in Luke, Jesus asked, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight. But even the hairs of your head are all counted. Do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. If God's eye is on the sparrow, how much more will God watch over us?